Okay, so tonight, Bezras Hashem, we're going to be continuing with our series on the Leshem Shabbat Vachaloma and Rav Shlomo Eliyashev And in this fourth shir, we're going to be discussing a topic which is really a continuation of last week's topic. Tonight, we're going to be discussing the sugya of Tzimtzum, of the contraction, the withdrawal, or the concealment of a Baruch Hu and we'll see that the different ways of interpreting the word or translating the word simsum itself represent different shitos in what exactly simsum represents. But it's a continuation of last week's shear that, as we're going to see, the Leshem, in spite of the historical misplacement of his shita, meaning to say the Leshem's shita in simsum has been utilized by particular individuals for ideological purposes in determining the true interpretation, quote-unquote, of Kabbalah Sa'arizal. Historically, we're going to see that the shita that has been applied to the Leshem is not actually what the Leshem says. And that if we look deep enough at what the Leshem is saying, he carves out a space that is not like any other opinion with regards to the nature of Tzimtzum. And this is going to be directly in line with what we saw last week with regards to how the Leshem treats the entirety of the Kabbalah of the Arizal, in the sense that unlike other Mikubalim, the Ramchal and the Vilna Gon, or at least the way the Leshem Shuvah was interpreting those Mikubalim, that the Leshem holds that the Inyanim, the Partsufim, the Tsiros, the processes described in Kabbalah's Arizal were actual, they were real. They were literal. They were not simply metaphoric or figurative in need of interpretation. But then the Leshem doubles back, and he says that in spite of the fact that everything is literal as it is written in the words of the Arizal, based on the words of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai in the Zohar HaKadosh, based on the writings of Shlomo Melech and Shir Hashirim and Torah's Moshe, in spite of the fact that it's all literal as it is written, the Leshem states that it is literal in a way that we have no possibility of conceiving of that yes, we understand the literality of these things existing, but we have no access to the mahus. We have no access to understanding what these things actually are. So the Leshem, in describing the process of Kabbalah Sa'arizal, comes onto a shita where he says it's both mamish, it's both real and literal, and at the same point it's figurative, it's kavyachal. That in a sense, because it's real, at the end of the day, all we have is the capacity to understand it as a mashal. And we're going to see that this paradoxical space of mamish kavyachal, of being both literal and figurative at the same point, is going to inform the Leshem Shabbat Shita in the Sugya of Tzimtzum as well. Now, before we get started, it's very important to understand that in trying to teach or show the shita hamiyuchedes, the particular opinion of the Leshem Shoa we're utilizing a way of understanding that is associated with what the Mikubalim would call Bina. That Bina, often described as the left brain in the sense that it is the space of distinction and distinguishment, Bina is the ability to discern the differences between one thing and the other. Hamavchin ben yomuvein laila. Hanoisen l'sachvi Bina that God has given to the Sechvi understanding, Bina, Lahavchin ben Yomuvein Laila. So we see that the Tchuna of Bina, the intellectual or epistemological mode of thinking associated with Bina, is one that is Mavchin. It makes distinctions between one thing and the other. Now, Bina, as we saw in the Shitos of Rav Kook and Reish Milin, and we're going to see next week by Ezra Sashem when we discuss Chasadim and Gvuros and Leshem, Bina is associated with severity and Gvura. It is the chush of Shmiya, 
Listen to the words of your mother. The mother is going to be associated with Bina. And Chazal give us a cloud that that two voices cannot be heard at once. That when you're utilizing the Mayach of Bina, when you're utilizing the left brain, each opinion needs to stand on its own. There's no room for Klaliyut. There's no room for generality and everything being Nichlal together. Kabbalah typically demands of us that we use the Mayach of Chachma, the right brain the re'iyah, the vision that sees everything that sees everything in one fell swoop, showing all the shitos being part and parcel of each other. For the sake of showing the shita of the leshem and not allowing the leshem to be subsumed by the other shitos of the mikubalim, I am going to be stressing the differences between the leshem shbovacha between the Leshem and other mikubalim, in spite of the fact that when seen from the vision of Chachma, when looked at from the tachazi, the come and see that Kabbalah demands of us, in truth, there's really no machlokas. This has been described at length in, in English in the Nefesh, in the Nefesh HaTzimtzum by Rav Avi Noam Frankel, who translated the Nefesh HaChayim, and it's expressed explicitly and at length in the writings of Rav Moshe Schatz and his students, Rav Itchemiah Morgenstern and Rav Yisrael Wilkshlita, that they show that all the shitos and all the differences that abide between the machlokas of Tzimtzum, in reality, they're the results of historical misunderstandings, which are part and parcel of something described as Galusa Torah, the exile of the Torah, which is necessary. We see this in the Hakdama Talukutim Aran by the Torah of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. We see this in the writings of the Gra and in the Zohar at length that one of the punishments that we experience as a result of Chetzevei Sadas is the fact that the Torah is going to operate within the realm of Machlokas. Even Torah Sasod, when in reality all voices within Torah Sasod are speaking towards one unified parts of one unified klal, nevertheless, in order to teach the Leshem Shabbat Haloma, who is the Leshem and not some other Mekubal, we're going to highlight in this year through the Moach of Bina, through the left vein of constriction and particularity, we're going to highlight the differences that abide in spite of the fact that we can give this shear from another perspective, from the Moach of Chachma, which would see everything as agreeing to the Shitos that the Leshem is describing. Now, the Arizal, in answering the perennial question that the Rishonim were asking, that the philosophers were asking, how does the infinite interact with the finite? How does the one interact with the many? How do we find reboy and multiplicity emerging from unity without unity losing its unified capacity? How does the infinite maintain its infinite capacity in spite of the fact that it manifests infinitude and multiplicity? On a certain level, these are the questions that we've been asking throughout the Sefer of Reish Milin. And the same Yesodos, the same Sugyas, and the same Yesode Yesodos that Rav Kook was utilizing, which in my opinion he learned from the Leshem Shubhavachaloma, the Leshem is going to be introducing when he brings us to the Sugya of Simsum. But the Arizal's answer to this question of how HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world was the answer of Simsum, a contraction or a concealment or a removal, again, depending on how you learn the Sugya. Now, the Sugi of Tzimtzum is not only the most popular aspect of the teachings of the Arizal behind, behind perhaps Tikkun Olam, which is misunderstood in every possible way. Tzimtzum has enjoyed the most treatment in both 
religious camps in, in Torah HaKadosha, as well as in secular philosophical speculations as to the philosophical offerings that Kabbalah Sa'arizal offers. So that the sugya of Tzimtzum is even a sugya that has expressed its light into spaces outside of Torah. And on a certain level, just this, point, this points to the value of the sugya of Tzimtzum, that it can shine its light even in darker places. Now for the Arizal, the question of how HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, was the answer was Tzimtzum that Hashem Kavyachol, before the creation of the world, before limitation took root, before there was space for anything other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or Ein Sof, the light, the infinite light, the light without end, which is representative of a secondary level of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because we're never quite talking about Etzem, which must remain at the forefront of our minds when we're discussing Nisugyos. That even when we talk about Simpson, we're not talking about Ein Sof Kavyachol, in and of itself, which we have no access to, we're talking about Or Ein Sof, which is a secondary level after HaKadosh Baruch Hu has decided to reveal himself to creation. Now, the Arizal writes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was mitzamsim himself. He contracted himself, he concealed himself, or he removed himself, Kavyachol. Now, what the Arizal seems to be implying is that prior to the emergence of the world, the potential space of being was saturated entirely by the infinite and annihilating light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In, in the space of this light, it was indifferent. There was no distinction between one thing and the other. Everything was subsumed by infinitude, by the all-annihilating capacity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light to take up all space. In order for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to reveal a world that operates as other than God, Kavyachol, there was a need to be mitzamsim, to contract that light, to leave a space devoid of that light. Or, as we're going to see, to leave a space where that light was concealed. Now this tzimtzum, this original act of creation that HaKadosh Baruch Hu desired to apply to the world so that existence and all of its limitation could come into being, there's a question as to what actually took place. The Arizal says HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Metzamsim and he removed his infinite light from a particular area. That particular area becomes known as the Halal HaPanui, the vacant space or the voided space that is now devoid of the annihilating light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And now because it's devoid of the annihilating light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there can be space for creation that is separate than HaKadosh Baruch Hu to take root and begin to take on its own individual existence, Kavyachol. Now, this symptom that the Arizal says in the beginning of Yitzchayim, which moved the light of Ein Sof to the sides in order to leave a circle, a halal haponui, the vacant space, so there has been a historical machlokas as to whether this act of symptom, this contraction, this removal, this concealment of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light was meant to be interpreted literally as an actual act on behalf of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kavyachol in his infinitude, or whether it was meant to be interpreted figuratively. Now, for those who wanted to interpret the tzimtzum figuratively and in a metaphoric way, instead of saying that HaKadosh Baruch Hu actually removed his infinite presence from the space of existence in some sort of ontological act that creates an actual voided space, the way they interpret it is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu concealed his light. 
that Hashem didn't remove his infinitude from the existence and from the space of creation, but rather HaKadosh Baruch Hu limited and concealed that light so that all existence is apparently devoid of the infinite light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Apparently being the key word because it's in its essence that's not true. Because the light is still there, the light is still annihilating everything so that everything in its in its essence is Enod Milvado and the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But epistemologically speaking, according to the consciousness of human beings and according to our understanding from our own perspective, Mitzidenu, the world appears to be individual and a self-sustained existence. But the opinion that the Simpson was figurative and Lokipshuto tells us that in reality, if you penetrate into the depths of being enough, you'll come to find that the light is simply concealed and not removed. Now, in response to those opinions that saw Simpson as Lav Kipshuto, as not an actual departure or removal or a siluk of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but rather just a concealment and a hiding of that light, there were individual mikubalim, individual shitos, who saw the Simpson act as something that was Kipshuto. It was meant to be interpreted literally. Now, the individual, the, the tzaddik, who becomes the model or the spokesperson for the kipshuto shita of understanding simsum as an actual act that took place and removed the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kavyachol, is going to be Rav Immanuel Chayrechi, Schusi Yerganeleinu, the Machaber of the Mishnah's Chasidim, which is one of the most important svarim that summarize Kabbalah Sa'arizal, Recently, it was put out with a remarkable parish by Rav Michal Bornstein, a student of Rav Moshe Shapiro. It's a highly recommended sefer. But nevertheless, the Mishnah HaChasidim in his Kuntres, Yosher Levav, when discussing the Sugya of Simpson, he states that it's imperative that we understand Simpson Kipshuto as a literal act, whereby HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows for there to be room devoid of his actual presence so that existence can take on its own individual sense. And after the Tzimtzum, the Arizal tells us, Lukuli Alma, there takes place the emergence of a Kav. After HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows for this Halal HaPanui, this voided space, there's a re-entrance of a measured level of infinite light, referred to as the Kav Ensof, as the ray of infinite light, which then reanimates that space, reanimates that void, and infuses it and engages it with the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So again, we have the question of what Simpson actually was. Was it an actual removal, like the Mishnah HaChasidim and like the Mikdash Melech on the Zohar HaKadosh, and possibly like other Mechabrim? Or was it Lav Kipshuto, was it figurative and simply a concealment of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which when penetrated deeply enough is shown to simply be an apparent occlusion of that light, where in truth the infinite light animates everything, giving life to everything, like the Shomer Amunim HaKadmon, Rav Yosef Igris, and like the Meforshe HaArizal, and like Hasidis, and like the Balatanya in Shara Yichad Ve'amuna, and Rav Tzadok in Sefer HaZechronos V'chulei. Now, historically speaking, although the Vilnagon, although the Gra, never really explicitly stated a valid or clear opinion as to the nature of Tzimtzum, nevertheless, it has been applied to his opinion or applied to his name 
or reflected in his name that the Vilna Gon held that Simpson was Kipshuto. That the Vilna Gon, in response to Hasidus, in response to the Balatanya, that the Grof felt that one of the issues with Hasidus was that they misunderstood the Pasuk of Malechol Haaretz Chvodo, that the entirety of existence is filled with the glory of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And in contradistinction to the Hasidic interpretation as expressed in the Balatanya and the writings of Hasidic Chabad, the Gra is said to have interpreted Simsum as an actual event based on certain diukim and writings that have been revealed in the Asara Klalim, which, which have been disclosed and commented on by, by, certain, by certain thinkers. It was assumed that the Vilna Gon held that Simsum was Kipshuto, in the sense that the infinite light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Kavyachal removed from existence, and the only relationship that a Kaddish Baruch Hu has with existence is one of hashgacha, one of governance, one that we can't fully understand how a Kaddish Baruch Hu relates with us. But nevertheless, in spite of the distance between this world and a Kaddish Baruch Hu, there's still some sort of relationship in the sense of spooky action at a distance. Now, for whatever historical reason that this opinion has been leveled at the Vilna Gon, most probably and according to most interpreters of the sugya, because the Vilna Gon was coming to fight against Hasidus, so they needed to find the reason to show why the Vilna Gon disagreed with Hasidus. Nevertheless, the Vilna Gon has been considered and, and assumed to be the model of Simsum Kipshuto, whereby the world is not actually filled with the annihilating infinite light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that Simpson represents something literal that took place and a removal of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, when it comes to the Machlokas over Simpson, and again, we're using the Mayach of Bina, so we're stressing the disagreements, in spite of the fact that there's a way to learn the Sugya, which shows that everybody is in agreement. One of the rayos, historically speaking, as to the opinion of the Vilnagon and Simpson, has been the fact that when you learn the sugya of Simpson in the writings of the Leshem Shabbat Vachaloma, who, as we said in the first number of Shirim, is ostensibly considered a student of the Vilnagon in Kabbalah, in spite of the fact that you never met him, we find that the Leshem Shabbat Vachaloma specifically states explicitly, very, very much with no room for misunderstanding that Simpson was Kipshuto, that Simpson was a literal event, in the same way that the Yosher Levav and the Mishnah's Hasidim interpreted it. That when it comes to the disagreement of Simpson between the Shomer Amunah Makadmo and Rav Yosef Igris and the camp that held that it was figurative and metaphoric and not actual and simply a concealment of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Leshem sides with the Mishnah's HaChasidim, Rav Emanuel Chayreki, who feels that it was an actual event whereby the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu was removed and not simply concealed. And when people see that the Leshem Shuobachaloma held that Simpson was Kipshuto, they point and they say, ah, here we have a raya that the Vilna Gon held Simpson was Kipshuto, because if his student, Kavyachol, Peh Acher Peh, the Peh Lishi to the Vilna Gon, in spite of the fact that there was no biographical relationship between the two of them, if we see that the Leshem Shubba holds that Simpson is Kipshuto, explicitly as it's written in the Svarim, so then it's clear that the Vilna Gon held Simpson was Kipshuto. And what I would like to posit in this shear is that yes, the, the Leshem Shavachaloma says that Simpson was Kipshuto, but when you read the Makoros of the Leshem, it's abundantly clear that Kipshuto for the Leshem, 
that literal for the Leshem, like we saw last week, does not mean literal the way that people want to interpret literal. That when the Leshem says that Simpson was literal, all he means to say is that like every other aspect of the Kabbalah of the Arizal, these things exist in a way that is incomprehensible and infinitely removed from our consciousness and our ability to understand their essence. But nevertheless, we believe deeply that everything the Arizal wrote, the same way the Rashbi wrote and the same way Shir Hashirim wrote, is literal in a way that at the end of the day we can only understand this figurative. So when the Leshem says that Simpson is Kipshuto, like the Mishnah's Hasidim, which implies a certain removal of the infinite light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what the Leshem is actually saying is something very different, which in the end of the day is going to be much closer to the Shita of Shalok Kipshuto, to show us that the infinite light is still present, and that it is impossible to fathom that there can be an actual removal of the light of Ein Sof, that there can be an actual removal of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's infinite presence from any aspect of existence. So that in spite of the fact that the Leshem sees Simsim Kipshuto as a literal event in contradistinction to Hasidus and the other Meforshim who follow Rav Yosef Igris and Shomer Amunim HaKadmon, nevertheless Kipshuto for the Leshem results in a completely different conception of existence than those who try and take the Leshem Shita and apply it to their ideological purposes of showing the misnagdic approach to existence. Now, we're going to look at a number of sources in the Leshem that describe his Shita on Simsum. The second introduction that we need in order to understand what the Leshem is saying in Simtsum is something that we discussed in the Shir on Os Aleph and Sefer Reish Milin. That, like Ruf Cook points out, in the name of Rabbeinu Azriel, Megarona, the Rebbe of the Ramban in Kabbalah, according to the Arizal, according to Rav Chaim Vital, one of the authentic sources of Kabbalah prior to the revelation of the teachings of the Ramban and the Arizal, that Rabbeinu Azriel in a Sefer, Esther Sviros, Bederach She'ele V'tshuva, Rabbeinu Azriel postulates a very simple but fundamental concept, that in order for the infinite to be truly infinite, it must have the capacity to manifest as finite as well that in order for the infinite to be truly unlimited, it must have the capacity to manifest in limit as well. In the Lashon of Rabbeinu Azriel, in order for the Koyach HaBilti Gvul, for the potency, the potential, and the power that is unlimited and infinite, to be truly infinite, it must have the capacity to manifest in Koyach HaGvul, in the power of limitation to the point that this paradox of the unlimited being able to manifest in limitation results in a third, a third category of the potential towards limitation that remains unlimited. Now, Rabbeinu Azriel becomes the crowning jewel of the Shita of Rav Kook, as the Nazir Kadosh pointed out, and we saw in the beginning Shiram of Reish Milin. And my postulation is that Rav Kook learned this from the Leshem because this sugya of Rabbeinu Azriel and Koyach HaGvul Mebilti Gvul, that the infinite must have the power Kavyachot to manifest in limitation, this is a, a deeply significant sugya for the Leshem. 
expressed multiple times, and in particular in the letters that we discussed last week between the Leshem Shabbat Bachaloma and Rav Naftali Hertz, who was the Machaber of Sidr Hagra Beniglu Benister, that the Ariz, that the Leshem, in trying to describe his Shita of Simsum, says explicitly in these letters that are printed in the back of Rav Moshe Shach's new Sefer, Tarshish Shoham Yishpeh, that the Leshem explicitly states that his entire conception of Simsum is rooted in the concept of of the capacity towards limitation that exists within the infinite as described in the writings of Rabbeinu Azriel. Because what we're going to see with the Leshem is that, yes, Simsum is Kipshuto, but Simsum is not removal of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but rather Simsum is a disclosure or a revelation of a certain power within the infinite that allows for there to be a concealment of the infinite. That Simsum is the revelation of a concealing power that allows existence to appear devoid of the animating and infinite light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That Simsum, contrary to the typical understanding of literal Simsum as a removal, that for the Leshem, Simsum is actually a revelation and a disclosure of a particular strength from within the infinite that allows existence to appear according to our minds as epistemological subjects, as being separate and apart from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That for the Leshem, in truth, all that Simsum is is this disclosure of the limiting power that the infinite contains within itself. Because in order for the infinite to remain infinite in all matters of infinitude, the infinite must have the capacity to manifest in limitation. And this capacity to manifest in limitation is, according to the Leshem, based on the writings of Rabbeinu Azriel of Gerona, as expressed in the writings of Rav Meir Ibn Gabai, in particular the Kuntras Derech Emuna, is the ability of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to manifest in a way that appears to be concealed from infinitude. So that, yes, Simsim is Kipshuto, it's something that actually took place. But this thing that actually took place is not Chas V'Shalom, a removal of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but it's an, a further expression of the power of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that, yes, Simpson can be understood as a literal event, but this event does not take away from the infinite light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In fact, it adds to the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu because it shows the infinite possibility of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that when we understand the sugya of the Leshem properly, we can say that Simsim is Kipshuto in the sense that the entirety of the writings of the Arizal is Kipshuto, in the sense that they exist in a way that is devoid of our understanding, but it is not a removal of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu which results in a void and an existentially deserted space devoid of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Chas v'shalom, but rather it is simply Hashem himself concealing himself with himself, Kav Yachol that Hashem reveals a power of concealment that is nothing but a power of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that when, paradoxically, a person penetrates deeply enough into the sugya of Tzimtzum, that Tzimtzum itself, concealment itself, becomes a revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that what appears to be void and null and concealed from the infinite light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is nothing but a further expression, a further instantiation of the infinite capacity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to manifest within limitation as well.
Now, the first Makor that we're going to look at in the words of the Leshem is going to be in Sefer HaBiurim, in Drushe Igulim Viosher, Anaf Aleph, Os Beis. Now, I, I, I posted this source as translated, but here the Leshem is going to express explicitly Hashita when it comes to Tzimtzum. And he says as follows, with regards to the sugya of tzimtzum and the ray of light and the ray of infinitude that descends into the world after tzimtzum, as described in the Arizal, Asher that is expressed in the words of the Arizal as they are before us. There have been a number of holy individuals who have attempted to understand this. Whether Simpson is to be considered an actual literal event or it's to be considered a figurative metaphor that points towards something beyond our comprehension. And here the Leshem is referencing the Shomer Amunim, Rav Yosef Igris, who in his fundamental Sefer, Shomer Amunim Akadmon, brings down 11 reasons why it would be actually Usr and Kfira to assume that Simpson was Kapshuto, that there was an actual removal of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now the Leshem says, in spite of the fact that there have been a number of Sadikim who say that there would be an Isser to say that Simpson was Kapshuto, as apparent from Rav Yosef Igris in his Sefer Shomer Amunim. Amnan, however, Harav Hagadol Rav Immanuel Chayrechi, Bal Mishnas Hachasidim, Besifro Yosher Levav. Me and Bechodvarv Bazah, he ignores this entirely. Vidaisa Hushach Simpson Hu Kipshuto Mamish. And his opinion is that Simpson is a literal event. The Amar, and the Leshem continues, and he says, She'ein lipshot bedvarim halalu mitzad ha-chakira klal. That this sugya has no room for intellectual discussions or discernments. Kima ma'wil ha-chakira sa'inu bedavar she'ne'elam me'itanu mahuso legamre. Because like we saw last week, the Leshem is asking, what purpose is there for intellectual gymnastics in a sugya that is completely removed from our capacity to fully understand. And we can always say, that even though Tzimtzum is kipshuto and literal, that we can still say that in spite of the fact that it's literal, Nevertheless, any intellectual understanding we have with regards to the sugya is completely null and void because we have no access to the essence of it. Like the Leshem said last week with regards to the nature of Kabbalah Sa'arizal, we know what it is and we know that it is literal, but we have no capacity of grasping its essence. So the Leshem says there's no problem saying Simpson is Kipshuto, that the concealment or the constriction of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's infinite light is literal because we have no idea what literal actually means. And he continues to say, Ki ein lanu elu because we have no full distinction or discernment when it comes to the nature of these things. So the Leshem is already setting us up to understand his shita. 
that yes, Simsim is Kipshuto in the same way that the Partsufim are Kipshuto, and that the Kabbalah of the Arizal is literal in a way that we have no access to. But we need to believe in the value of the Sugyos of the Leshem, of the Arizal. And the Arizal would not teach us something that was not literal. The Arizal would not come on to the Sugya of Simsim had it been just a metaphor like we saw last week. So in trying to understand how Simsim can be both literal and at the same point allow for an understanding of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be present everywhere, the Lashem says that it's literal, but it's literal in a way that we have no ability to understand as we saw last week. Now, that shita of the Leshem is expressed later on in Sefer Abiyurim, is expressed in the, light, the letters that the Leshem Shubhava wrote to Rav Naftali Hertz, and it's expressed in Sefer Klalim. But we're going to move on to a second stage of a Makor in the Leshem, where he now attempts to describe what this act of Simpson was. Once we state that it's literal in a way that cannot be fully understood, so that saying it's literal does not remove the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu from the world, but rather emphasizes and deepens HaKadosh Baruch Hu's ability to manifest with the limitation as well, the Leshem is going to attempt to describe what Simsum actually was, and this is going to bring us to the sugya that we discussed previously of Rabbeinu Azriel, of the Simsum being the disclosure of limitation, meaning not a concealment or a removal of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kav Yachol, but the revelation of the power of Hashem to appear as if he is concealed. So that concealment at the end of the day is simply another way of HaKadosh Baruch Hu revealing himself. The Leshem writes in Sefer HaKtamosu Sha'arim, this is going to be in Sharvav Parak Beis, he says as follows, he says, V'hinei inyin ha-tzimtzum. Now when we understand the concept of Tzimtzum Atzmo, Hana'ase b'chol elyon, that takes place in every elevated aspect of the Kabbalah of the Arizal, who be'emes sod amuk nora me'od. This is in truth a very deep and concealed secret. Ve'ein rishus lehitbonin bo'klal. And we don't really have permission to contemplate or try and understand this sugya. U'mikol shekein laha'alos al haksav. And all the more so to write it. Ve'al kagonze u'kayotze bazeh. And with regards to this and other matters like this, Chazal have told us in Brachos Dav Zayin Amar Aleph, B'schar ve'yistar Moshe panav zachal cluster panim, that in the merit that Moshe Rabbeinu turned his face away from the revelation of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, meaning in merit of the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu recognized that there's a limit of what we can understand of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, zachal cluster panim, he was zocha to understand Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So paradoxically speaking, by maintaining the awareness that we cannot truly understand HaKadosh Baruch Hu's essence, we're zochet to a taste of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's essence. Ubeschar ki yireh, and in the merit of the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu was afraid of looking at HaKadosh Baruch Hu, zacha v'yireyov, migeshes alav, that Moshe Rabbeinu merited that they were afraid to approach him. Beschar mehebit, in the merit of the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu was afraid to gaze at the glory of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, zacha u'letmunas Hashem yabit. That paradoxically speaking, because Moshe Rabbeinu respected the limitation of the human being's capacity to understand HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the nature of the essential concealment that abides within all of reality, 
Moshe Rabbeinu was able to actually understand certain things. And that's what it's written in Mishlei, Kvod Eloikim Hester Davar, that the glory of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the concealment of matters. Now here the Lashem lets us in on a certain autobiographical impulse, which aligns with what we discussed in the first year and the second year, that for the Lashem, his Shita in Kabbalah was unlike other Meforshim because he revealed everything there was to be revealed because he saw our particular historical moment as a time when things were permissible to reveal, be revealed that were not revealed previously. The Lashem says as follows. He says, Amnan, nevertheless, because my way is not to conceal, but rather to reveal. Because everything that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has disclosed to me from the concealment of his wisdom, the only purpose the Leshem says that Hashem has revealed secrets to me is so that I can reveal them to the world. And therefore, I have been allowed to talk about this concept of Tzimtzum in multiple places. And he continues and he says, And because we cannot describe the sugya of Tzimtzum in all of its particularity, because it would take too much time, it's Efshar, now we're only going to be discussing the simple understanding of this matter. Because in every concept, in every sugya, there's depth and there's the simple meaning. Nigla v'nister, the concealed and the revealed. And they are unified and they are aligned one with the other. And they are applied to one another. And they are focused in one another. Here the Lashem is following the Shita of the Vilnagon as expressed by Rav Benacham Anon Mishklov in his Hatama to the Parish Agonon Mishlei, that if a person cannot describe Sod al Pipshat, they have no access to Sod. That if a person cannot describe the secrets in a simple language, then they have no access to the secrets themselves. Because Pashtus and simplicity, like Rabbi Nachman taught us and like Rabbi Nassim taught us, whose Yartzeit is tonight, the depth of everything is the simple understanding of things. So Leshem says, I'm going to understand the depth of the mat, the simplicity of the matter, the simple understanding of Simtsum, when in reality it's also the depth of the matter. And the Leshem continues and he says, Ki inyan hat simtsum, the concept of simtsum, shehu histalkas va'aliyas ha'or lamala, which is the elevation and the removal of the infinite light of Akadosh Baruch Hu above from the space that it was previously saturating. Kvar amarnu la'el in Sharhe Parak Aleph, we already stated above in the fifth Shar in Parak Aleph, she'ein ha'kavana she'nishar lamata panui verekani mikol v'kol, that the intention is not that a Kaddish Baruch Hu, God forbid, left a space below that was devoid and vacant and empty from everything, from the light of infinitude, from the light of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. <laughs> Because the Leshem states over there in Shar Hay Parak Aleph that there is no concept such as emptiness. 
that everything is perpetually saturated, that because the entirety of existence abides within the infinite, annihilating, saturating light of infinitude, of or in sof, of the light without limit, to claim that there's an empty space that is ontologically void is kefira. The Leshem says that the halal hapanui is not empty, God forbid. There's nothing empty. Everything is animated with the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Tzimtzum Kipshuta doesn't mean that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God forbid, removed his light and left an empty space because there's no emptiness whatsoever. Ach, however, Inyan had Tzimtzum. So what is Tzimtzum? What do you mean when we say it's literal? The Leshem says, Kinehu Tzimtzum itself in its literality is an expression. It's an existent. It's a presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That the disclosure of Tzimtzum is nothing but a particular strength and power of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's a disclosure of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's power that conceals the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and limits it to a certain extent. That Simpsum itself is a positive assertion of the infinite. And this is clear in Rabbi Nachman in Torah Samach Dalid, and it's clear in the Balatanya in Parakhaf Aleph in, in Tanya, that the Simpsum is this paradoxical expression of limitation on behalf of the infinite. So that the infinite Kavyachal is limiting itself. That Simpson is nothing but the disclosure of concealment and that concealing power is nothing but an expression of infinitude so that everything that appears to be finite is nothing but a different iteration of infinitude itself. And the makor that all of these tzaddikim use is the Lashon of Chazal and Medrash Rabbah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu hid himself kahadein kamsa de like the locust whose external skeleton emerges from within itself. That like the locust whose shell is connected to its body, so that which appears to be the external guard and the external shell is nothing but a part of the essence of its body, so too Tzimtzum is nothing but the externalization of the infinite light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that concealment is just a new iteration of, of everything that is unlimited. And that darkness is just a new iteration of light. And the Leshem continues and he says, And this aspect of Tzimtzum, that is the limiting power that emerges out of the unlimited and is part and parcel of the unlimited, is nothing but a particular power of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to appear as if he is limited. So here, we already have a better understanding of what the Leshem is coming to say. Yes, Tzimtzum is Kipshuto. Yes, it is literal in the same way that all the writings of the Arizal are literal. But it is not literal in the sense that it is a removal of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Chas V'Shalom, resulting in a voided existential space that is abysmal because it lacks any animating and annihilating light of infinitude. But rather... The halal hapanui and the space of existence is nothing but a new iteration of the kayach agvul, the limiting power of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which in order for the infinite to remain infinite, it must be able to manifest itself in finitude. So that paradoxically speaking, Tzimtzum is nothing but a new revelation of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
so that what appears to be separate from a Kaddush Baruch Hu is part and parcel of a Kaddush Baruch Hu. In the impossible paradox that says that the infinite is concealing itself through infinity. The same halacha that tells us that we can't make a bracha by covering our head with our hand because a person cannot be a mechitza for themselves applies to the sugya of simsum that a Kaddosh Baruch Hu Kavyechol is concealing himself through himself, so that when a person contemplates enough on the sugya of Tzimtzum and discloses the fact that Tzimtzum and limitation is nothing but a further presencing of a Kaddosh Baruch Hu, so then saying Tzimtzum is Kipshuto is not a problem, because Tzimtzum Kipshuto simply means that the infinite has the power to manifest in limitation. And one source that brings this out as clearly as possible is where the Lesham Shulvachaloma and Sefer Haklalim, where I didn't bring this, I didn't quote bring this in the translated Makoros, but this is going to be in Klali Hispashtus Vistalkus Klal Yudchas Anafhei. The Lesham Shulvachaloma says as follows He says, Ach da vahavein. a person has to know and understand. He calls that this entire sugya that the Lesham is coming off of, Hinehu Be'emes in truth. It comes from the Omek Tzodha Tzimtzum. It comes from the, se- the deep secret of Tzimtzum. V'harei hayakol Tzodha Tzimtzum betoch or in sof atzmo be'emtziyuso kenoda. That the entire sugya of Tzimtzum that the Lashem describes as being literal because it's the revelation of the concealing power of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's infinite power to manifest infinitude as well, it takes place in the middle. And the Arizal and Eitzchayim points out, he draws a picture of a circle, and there's a point in the circle to show that this Simpson took place within the center of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because it's specifically the center that cannot hold. It's specifically in the center of things that we appear to find an absence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Leshem has an incredible tie. She says, what's the Indian of Be'emtsiyuso? What does it mean that the Simpson took place in the center of the Or Ensof Kavyachol, who Kavyachol betokef ikuso de bechinas Ensof, in the fullness of the qualitative expression of Ensof, the fullest manifestation of Ensof itself, hinehu ba'atzmo nasa atzimtzum, because the fullest expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is his capacity, Kavyachol, to manifest within limitation, like we said and said over and over again in the Sefer Rishmilin that the deepest expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is his ability to show that even within limitation and finitude, the light of the infinite can abide and exist so that at the end of the day, even that which is finite and limited is disclosed to be a revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Leshem continues and he says, Shehu hafcho kavyachol, the revelation of the tzimtzum, which apparently represents the opposite of the infinite light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, takes place within the center of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kavyachol. atzmo. And the Tzimtzum take place within Ensof Atzmo. V'chein omeg olam, and it stands there. So that the Tzimtzum Kipshuto is not a contradiction to the infinite light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but rather it is a full manifestation of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Leshem, aware of the contradictory postulates that he's saying, in the sense that Simpson represents 
the ability of the infinite to be finite without losing its infinitude, or that Simpson represents the ability of the unlimited to become limited without losing its unlimited nature, this is Shnei HaFachim Benosa Echad. These are two opposite postulates within one concept, which simply point us back to the Raza Demeyim Nusa, which we discussed last week, of the impossible paradox of the two opposites that abide within Ein Sof and Kedusha at all times. He calls Gufa who be'emes gamkein rak be'mechinas Ein Sof, because the Tzimtzum itself is nothing but the expression of Ein Sof. She'ein mania lefanav, because there is no prevention in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ve'omid la'olam koach ha'gvul be'bilti gvul ba'hametzios yachad. And perpetually, and this is an explicit representation of the Shita of Rabbeinu Azriel, that perpetually the unlimited capacity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is one with the limited capacity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. V'hu b'china shnei hafachim benosa echad. And this is the concept of two opposites operating at once. So that when we understand the shita of Tzimtzum of the Leshem, yes, he says Tzimtzum is Kipshuto. Yes, Tzimtzum is literal, like the Mishnah Sa Hasidim, and not like Hasidus, and not like all the other interpreters of the Kabbalah of the Arizal. But when the Leshem says that it's, it's Kipshuto, it doesn't mean that it's a different understanding of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's light in the world. It simply means that the entirety of the Kabbalah of the Arizal needs to be interpreted Kipshuto, like we saw last week, because otherwise we lose the purpose of the Kabbalah of the Arizal. So yes, it's literal, but it's literal in a way that is not a removal, God forbid, or a siluk, God forbid, or an absence of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's light, but it's literal in the sense that it is a further expression of the infinite light of a Kaddish Baruch Hu in the impossible sense that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kabyachal is covering himself, so that the covering is nothing but what it is coming to cover. That the Tzimtzum and all of existence, as we come to understand it in its true essence, is nothing but the animating and annihilating light of Ein Sof itself, Kabyachal. And just because it's the yard site of Rabbi Nassan, Nimr of Shusia Genalena, the Taban Mufak of Rabbi Nachman, we can see this sugya very much in the sugya of Rabbi Nachman as well in Torah Samach Dalid, where Rabbi Nachman brings down the essential paradox of the Simpsum, that on the one hand, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light is perpetually annihilating and infinite, and there's no space devoid of that light. But on the other hand, for the sake of existence, there must be a space that is devoid of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And in Torah Samach Dalid and Lukut Maran, Rabbi Nachman doesn't miyashev the sugya. He doesn't answer the sugya, but he points out that it is part of the what we call the apikorsis of the halal hapanui, the impossible questions of the halal hapanui that cannot be answered until a future time where we gain the ability to contain two opposites, shnei hafachim minosa echad, like the Leshem said, within our minds. The Rabbi Nachman says explicitly that the tzimtzum, the deepest secret of the tzimtzum, is like the arbe, it's like the locusts, which is the gematria of Yitzchak, the gematria of true gevura, which is kahadim kamsa like the locust whose exoskeleton is nothing but an inversion of its internal essence, so that that which appears to be concealing on the outside is nothing but a further iteration of the unlimited nature of the inside. And Rabbi Nassim's Tusia Ganalenu in Lukute Tfilos, in Tfilos Samachdalid, on the Torah of Samachdalid, He's miyashev, what his Rebbe, Rabbi Nachman, couldn't be miyashev in Torah Samach Dalid. In Torah Samach Dalid, Rabbi Nachman leaves the question of Tzimtzum b'she'ela. 
It's a teku. It's something that can only be answered in the future. But Rabbi Nassim is not happy enough with that. Rabbi Nassim says in his tefillah, Adon Kol, master of everything, above everything with nothing above it, saturating all worlds and surrounding all worlds, above all the worlds, above all worlds, below all worlds, and in between all worlds, with no space devoid of you. So here Rabbi Nassim is poskening the true sheet of his Rabbi Rabbi Nachman that although it's paradoxical and impossible to say, in truth, there is no space devoid of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You have created your world from the primordial origin, the Ritzon HaTov, in your desire to do good, in your infinite mercy and your true kindness, in order to disclose your mercy within the world. And Rabbi Nassim continues and he says, and because of the deep love and compassion that you have on us, you desire to disclose your goodness and your mercy within the world. You have limited your light. You have concealed your light. And you have removed your infinite light. And you removed your light to the sides. And you have created a vacant space. And within that voided space, you have created all of creation. From the beginning until the end. In order that we have the capacity to understand you and have some sort of relationship with you. What Rabbi Nassim is describing in this tefillah is what the Leshem is coming to show. Yes, Simsim is Kipshuto. Yes, it actually took place just like everything else in the Kabbalah of the Arizal took place. But it took place in a way that is devoid of our ability to understand because in truth, the Simsim is nothing but a further revelation of a Kaddish Baruch Hu disclosing himself and revealing himself within limitation for the sake of Bechira and for the sake of disclosing that even limitation itself is part and parcel of the light of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Next week, Be'ezras Hashem, we're going to be coming on to a new sugya, which is going to be a further shlav in the Leshem Shubab Achaloma. We're going to be discussing the duality and the binary existence of chasadim and gvuros, of kindness and harshness, of fire and water, of light and darkness, of kalim and or that abide within existence and showing how they're nothing but a dual representation of a deep unity that cannot be expressed in any way other than duality.